Thinking about business innovation and the name hydrohydraulics instantly popped in our heads today. Why you ask? Well, here's why. Experimenting with new technology for exploratory purposes is a safe track most companies follow, but hydrohydraulics are an opportunity to innovate for better performance when they came across 3D printing and adopted it within no time. And the brain behind this quick adaption for innovation is none other than hydrohydraulics CEO Valeria Tirelli. A successful case of many firsts and a trendsetter of sorts, Valeria not only adopted 3D printing in hydrohydraulics manufacturing process but also encouraged the use of 3D printing in research and development to redesign hydraulic components. And this approach has benefited the company on a large scale since then. Being one of the first in the hydraulic sector with no set precedent to follow and no guidance of any form, adopting 3D printing was a risky move. Get to know the story of hydraulic sectors foremost adopters of 3D printing and the challenges they overcame to achieve great results from none other than CEO Valeria Tirelli. Welcome to the third episode of AM Infocast series on business innovation in 3D printing with Aditya Chandavarkar and me, Abhishek Gokar. A brief introduction to hydrohydraulics and Valeria Tirelli. Founded in 1982 by her father, Mr. Paolo Tirelli, Valeria took over the reins of Hydro as CEO in 2012. Starting 2017, Hydro introduced new technology, additive manufacturing, enabling production of metal 3D printed products in the hydraulic sector. Driven by the desire to innovate and by the continuous growth of 3D printing, the company, now led by siblings Tommaso and Valeria Tirelli, has expanded its activity to other sectors such as oil and gas, aerospace and automation. So let's begin. Over to you, Aditya. Uh, welcome, Valeria, to uh, today's AM Infocast, and we're glad to have you here today uh, for this session. Hello, everybody. I'm very happy to be here and share my experience and my ideas about additive manufacturing. Yeah. So, uh, Valeria's 3D printing and innovation generally they go in hand in hand. You know, one of the biggest advantages of adopting 3D printing is redesigning of parts for optimal benefit and minimizing the manufacturing time. So, what are your thoughts on this uh, concept? So, thank you very much for this question. Uh, I think this is the, the main point of my experience uh, because it's true that there are many advantages in adopting 3D printing. And one of the most interesting is the possibility to rethink and redesign the path. In my company, Hydro, we enjoy the ability to design complex form, as we are an hydraulics company, and we are able to create lightweight components and to improve the performance of the path, thanks to 3D printing. Uh, especially the benefits that we see for additive manufacturing in the hydraulics is for the mobile application like hydraulics manifolds. Uh, so the lightweight is an, an issue, so it's very important, but also to create uh, safety manifolds, so to avoid the leakage of the potential uh, caps and plugs from the oils. Uh, so we see that the 3D printing allowed us to create an innovative uh, generation of hydraulic manifolds and valves with better performance, lightweight, and also a very compact size. So this is also important for this hydraulic system where we have few space to include the hydraulic systems, the hydraulic component. Uh, 
for example, we have redesigned in hydraulic manifolds and we were able to reduce the size of the half compared to the conventional manifolds and we reduced the weight of 75%. So that's a huge uh, result for us. Yeah, that's, I think, uh, a good start to our discussion. It's very interesting that you have real life cases which you can really share with us. But but how did you really come across 3D printing technology and when did Hydro adopt it? Maybe you can just share a bit about the history and how you uh, uh, got into using 3D printing for your products. Yes, this is, I think, a, a nice story because my company, Hydro, was founded by my father almost 40 years ago and we were specialized in valve and hydraulics equipment. Uh, but uh, more or less six, seven years ago, I came across to 3D printing and I discovered the potentiality of this beautiful technology. Uh, at the beginning, we used uh, additive manufacturing for prototyping and tooling application. At the beginning, it was for only polymers materials. Uh, we have created some support, some tooling to improve our daily production of valve and manifolds, so our conventional manufacturing. But the benefit we got was to quickly solve the problems that we had for the conventional production. So we discovered that in few hours we were able to design and then produce the, the objects or the support that we needed with the 3D printing. And so we solved the daily problem in our uh, production department. This was a wonderful uh, discovery for us because we were able to understand the big potentiality of 3D printing. Then from polymers, we switched to using metals because we started to think a new generation of hydraulics component made with 3D printing. Uh, we had a long period of testing and trials also with the support of Italian University, so the uh, Italian Polytechnique, because we were, uh, you know, we had some doubt about uh, the feasibility of this technology in hydraulics. But at the end, we were convinced that additive manufacturing and in particular laser power bed fusion, so this is the technique that we have chosen, is the right technology to create innovative hydraulics parts. And today in my company, we have invested in this technology and we have a dedicated AM department with people, so experts, engineers and designers, and also 3D printers. We're using AOS printers to produce functional parts. And that's our story. So we are in a small, medium-sized Italian company, very creative, and we are really proud to say that we are pioneer in using additive manufacturing in hydraulics sector. I think that's that's a very interesting uh, you know thought process going from conventional to 3D printing. It's it's a great a great journey, and uh, especially you have first-hand experience in complete technology overall as Hydro adopted 3D printing technology. And I'm sure there was a lot of stake when you initiated this switch because adopting a new technology in the core manufacturing process can be a big risk or a gamble for established uh, hydraulic parts manufacturer like you. So were you skeptical when taking this plunge or making that switch? And if yes, what made you overcome it? And you know, what were the initial hurdles you saw and what, how did you overcome them? And would you like to give some advice to other companies who are looking to adopt 3D printing to replace their conventional processes? Yes, yes, you are right. Because when we started, it was in uh, 2015 or 2016, there was no other hydraulics manufacturer already using 3D printing to make functional parts. So we were 
quite skeptical, of course, and we look at on internet. And also there were some case study done by university or research institute, but very little, little example of hydraulic parts, hydraulic valves uh, made with 3D printing. Uh, so, uh, we were, uh, in any case, very convinced that this is a good technology for us. So, after a long period of testing, as I told you before, with the university, we were convinced that all the mechanical properties and also uh, functional testing had positive results. So, that's the good choice for us. And uh, maybe because we are a small company, we are really creative, we were uh, convinced to invest in this technology and we decided to show for the first time our 3D printed valve at Hanover Fair that was in 2017. Uh, we were in the Italian pavilion so together with other Italian companies we had uh, medium sites of smooth and uh, we received so many many visitors from the biggest uh, uh, company, hydraulics company, so from the market leaders, they were coming to our booth, looking at parts, asking if the parts were true, were not only, you know, like a plastic uh, and not uh, uh, real functional parts. Uh, we had uh, uh, experts from uh, big companies like Bosch, Rexer, Parker, Eaton, so the very market leader, and they were, were not aware about 3D printing in hydraulics. And uh, I was so happy to see that we were on the right way. So if the big experts from hydraulics uh, were amazed by what we were showing, I was convinced that, okay, we are on the right way. We can continue to develop additive manufacturing in hydraulics. So that's why we were a kind of pioneer. And nowadays, if you go to exhibition or conferences, you see so many other hydraulics companies now doing 3D printing in manifolds on valve. So we were the first, and now I can say that other companies are coming to this beautiful technology. Okay. I think there's, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, Hydro has been the flag bearer for using 3D printing in hydraulics because, uh, and I think, as you said, being a smaller company, you were much faster to market and perhaps you had less hierarchy to go through before you took that decision to uh, change to 3D printing. Otherwise, larger companies have much more hierarchy and they take approvals to really adopt a new, new technology. So I guess being fast and nimble is, is the right way to do it. And I think Hydro Hydraulics promotes 3D printing like no other company. You know, your website even shows 3D printed parts, for example, a heat exchanger redesigned and manufactured via 3D printing, thereby achieving 85% reduction from 10.8 kgs to 1.5 kgs. And, and if this application is where weight is, is equal to money, I think this, this makes a big difference. So could you highlight some case studies wherein your clients benefited due to the switch to 3D printing? Yes, of course, because we uh, we start, as you say, to promote uh, uh, 3D printing in hydraulics, but also in other sector, uh, because, you know, hydraulics components are used in many different applications from mobile application, like in agricultural machinery. And we have good example of this, but also in industrial plant, like in oil and gas or chemical plants. So there is a very huge use of hydraulics uh, in every sector. For example, in mobile machinery, we worked for a big Italian uh, tractor producer because they were interested to have a very compact hydraulic manifolds 
because the um, overall systems inside the tractor is more and more uh, limited due to the environmental requirements. So there is less space for hydraulic systems. That's why we were able to design an hydraulics manifold that combine multiple parts into one. Uh, so this is another very uh, good advantage of using 3D printing for hydraulics. So instead to in, uh, install the manifolds with valve and other component, we were able to design only one part, only one pieces, and 3D print the overall system in, in one part. Um, so this is a very good example because we save a lot of wage, a lot of space, but also we save assembling time because instead to have four or five components, we have just one part. And also we improve a lot of the performance inside the hydraulic manifolds because the, uh, the fact that we are able to print curved channel uh, where the oil flow, uh, it's a big benefit. Normally in the conventional hydraulics, we take a, a massive piece of metal and we do the subtractive um, uh, manufacturing, so we make holes and cavities with machining. But of course, where there is an intersection, there is there are um, a lot of machining, a lot of uh, scrap material, and also possible leakage from the auxiliary channels that should be uh, closed with plugs and caps. That's uh, a very good example. So from the uh, mobile ag agricultural machinery. But also I have a good example from the oil and gas industry. We are working more and more now with this sector because they see a lot of benefit, especially in the spare parts. So it's not only saving uh, weight, that's of course important, but also saving time. Uh, you know that 3D printing is well known also uh, for the fast uh, manufacturing time. So we are able to um, replace spare parts in one week instead of uh, four or six, ten weeks sometimes for, for the conventional manufacturing. So this is another big benefit that we see in the 3D printing and we are working a lot with oil and gas uh, uh, end users to identify which parts could be replaced with 3D printing instead of the conventional manufacturing. So I see there are very big uh, implementation in 3D printing for the future in hydraulics, but also in other other sectors. Yes, true. I think spare parts or, or reducing, making a digital inventory is something which a lot of companies are exploring and want to look at, where, where you mentioned oil and gas as one of the industry which is looking to do this. And, you know, uh, since you mentioned that, we had a, uh, in the earlier podcast series, we had uh, Dr. Atanu Chaudhary from Durham Business School, who, who, is, who is kind of doing research on the spare parts uh, selecting parts for 3D printing. So in his conversation, he pointed out that the process of selecting parts for 3D printing is a rep repetitive process. So, uh, you know, what is Hydro's approach to selecting which parts to 3D print? Because that's also very important. You, you're not going to 3D print every part, but you should you have a process to select the 3D printing part. Uh, what is your uh, process or what is the theory you use to achieve this? Yes, that, that is true. Not everything could be 3D printed. You, you are completely right. And also in my experience, I can say the same. 
Um, if I'm thinking about hydraulics, how we work is mainly to identify uh, the benefit that we can have with this technology. Uh, because, of course, uh, we prefer to avoid the discussion about the price or the cost of this technology. Because uh, when you compare a 3D printed parts with a conventional parts, sometimes the price is a, a, a not very nice topic. So um, we want normally we identify the the needs of, of the customers. Uh, we had a big discussion, technical discussion, to see if additive manufacturing is a good solution for the problems or for the needs of the customers. Uh, normally we have a very uh, big uh, technical uh, um, parts because we need to identify not only the parts, but the overall system. So normally we work for components, hydraulics component or oil and gas components. And so we see that the benefits of using a 3D, 3D printer parts is not only in the single parts, but is in the complete system. So we are able to uh, improve the performance of the systems or to replace just one component in, for example, in a big valve, uh, for example, in a big oil and gas valve, replacing just one small component that maybe is broken or uh, has some problem with corrosion, we are able to give a new life to the overall systems. So this is our approach. So to start to identify the needs, the problem, have a big technical discussion, and then see if additive manufacturing is a good solution. Normally, we say yes, it is. And then we use uh, the most of the technology that we use is laser power bed fusion. So we are, um, we are able to make very complex parts. But of course, we are limited for, for the dimension. So that's why we think that uh, uh, looking at the components of a system is a good way instead to replace the overall systems when it is broken or when there are some problems. Um, thinking about, uh, uh, I say, high production volume, uh, so not only spare parts, uh, we have recently designed a stainless steel valve and we call it, it AMES, so it's additive manufacturing ES. Uh, this is a C-top valve, so it's uh, the traditional uh, C-top standard valve but we have designed it for special application. Uh, this is thanks to the fact that it's in stainless steel. The body of the valve is 3D printed, so it's more compact, um, lighter, uh, of course, and this could be used in all the environment where corrosion is a, an important element. So like chemical plants, oil and gas, maritime. This is our uh, serial production. So we are um, producing now uh, thousands uh, of this kind of valve. And so this is represent a new generation of valve. And I can say that uh, we already presented it, it to various customers. They are happy because the performance of the valve is a very high level. And especially they can use stainless steel valve, seat of valve that are not normally um, standard parts, so you cannot find on the market this kind of valve. So we are working on different uh, uh, projects, so for spare parts, but also for serial production of valve.
Yeah, and I think uh, the adoption which which is seen right now from with with that hydro uh, uh, with uh, additive manufacturing is is something which is really interesting. But from here on, what does the roadmap for you look like going ahead? Because you've already uh, the adoption story has been a kind of a success story with for you. Uh, what is the uh, what is the how does the road ahead look like? And uh, has the COVID nineteen hurdle affected you in any way? Uh, you know, or you or the or your roadmap? Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a very new roadmap now because we are think, t uh, using our experience from hydraulics, mechanics, uh, fluidodynamics to 3D printing. And we are using this as a huge experience also to other sectors, especially for, for the oil and gas uh, and also uh, aerospace sector. Our idea is to um, help the customers at the company that want to understand the benefit of additive manufacturing, uh, giving them our experience and a very huge technical experience. Uh, we are working with different customers now and help them also in their the digitalization plans, because you know that the big company are now making this roadmap to digital warehouse, digital inventory, and we are helping them to identify the parts and also to put in place the process, how to 3D print the parts, uh, qualify the parts. Um, also because uh, we say that especially for critical components, it's very important to have a good guideline, a good qualification of the process, of the parts. Uh, we work it with different groups, international groups from oil and gas industry. Uh, one group was managed by DMVGL, and the aim of this group was to uh, write guidelines to help the companies to qualify 3D printed parts uh, before they install the parts inside uh, the plants or the, um, the company. Another group is with the API, so American Petroleum Institute, and also this group is working to um, make the minimum requirements that are needed to use 3D printed parts. Because, of course, you know that 3D printed is a beautiful technology, but there are a lot of rules to use this and also a lot of risk if the technology is not used in the correct way. So we want to help the customers to understand that it is a complex process, so it's not just you know push a button and you have 3D printed parts. Uh, is a complex, you need the expertise, you need skills. And what we are uh, done this uh, last four or five years is to create a good team. We have uh, our internal team of engineer and designer and also operators. So people who are working every day in this technology. And we want to put our expertise uh, for our customers. And not only for 3D printed parts, so not only design and create new generation of parts, but also to work on the sustainability parts. Because you know that additive manufacturing is considered one of the sustainable technology, uh, thanks to the fact that we have uh, less energy consumption, uh, less waste, uh, a better performance of the machine, so we are working a lot also to promote the sustainability of 3D printing in different sectors, especially in the sector that are uh, really uh, where needs to have a more sustainable approach. 
so we are showing different examples. I think this is our best uh, uh, approach to show parts, to show real case to our customers, to help them to understand the technology and to see the benefit to use additive manufacturing, I say both in sustainable plants and digitalization. Uh, about your last question about the COVID situation, you know that Italy was one of the first countries that was uh, um, had a big uh, impact on this um, COVID, COVID virus. Uh, we hope that the situation will be better in the coming months. But what I see is that 3D printing is one of the technology that will grow in the future. Uh, we worked a lot during the, the coronavirus period to uh, design new parts. Also, we helped, as most of the 3D printer companies, we helped in the healthcare uh, systems. Uh, so I think that there will be a very prosperous future for 3D printing in the coming years. Yeah, I think that, that sums up and really thanks uh, to share your journey and, and you know the, the insights into how Hydro has adopted 3D printing. I'm sure it will kind of motivate a lot of other companies who are sitting on the fence whether to look at 3D printing or not. I think there's a lot of companies in this part of the world at least who are still considering whether to you know go for 3D printing or not. And I think uh, your, uh, your points today really give them some insight into that uh, process as well. So thanks again. Uh, for joining us today uh, as a part of this podcast and uh, thanks thanks a lot for sharing your uh, journey as well thank you too much and thank you also to you you are promoting 3d printing so we are working on the same way yeah thank you thanks. and have a nice day that brings us to the end of this episode visit amchronicle.com for more updates on additive manufacturing and follow the indian 3d printing network and am chronicle pages on linkedin Thank you for listening. See you next week.